0: Jared the GM on ESPN 1025, the game the Titans are 2-2, two two, as is Houston, as is Indy, as is Jacksonville, so everybody's 2-2, two two. you're in last place because you've lost two games in the division, but we'll take it, and the Titans annihilated Atlanta yesterday, and it was, in my opinion, honestly, not even a, a game, it didn't feel to me to be a game that was particularly all that close. Like, even when Vrabel went for it on fourth down, and the fans went biz- just bonkers when he didn't get it. And Vrabel even came out today and said if he could do it again, he would do it the other way, which I'm not totally, you know, I don't totally agree with, but we'll get to that some level or another. But even then, I never felt like the Falcons were going to come back and win that game. You know, at halftime, I thought, okay, if Atlanta gets the ball to start the down, four, down 17, and they missed the kick, which would have been a huge kick. When you're getting the ball to start the second half, if Atlanta, you know, is down seventeen and scores on the first drive or is down fourteen scores on the first drive, now it's a seven point game, totally different story. Right. But Atlanta didn't do any of that. Well, how much of what we saw yesterday was the fact that the Titans fixed their issues from the Jacksonville game and played a good game? And how much of it was the fact that Atlanta, for whatever reason, is a total mess right now and i don't know if it's this goofy coach and i don't know if it's the fact that you know maybe matt ryan thinks he's better than he is and they've changed all their coordinators multiple times or maybe their lines are just not as good i don't know but atlanta atlanta right now is atlanta's headed for six and ten and they got better players than six and ten
1: the um the thing that i noticed that surprised me was, and I said this before, I mean, the quarterback is not comfortable in the pocket. I mean, I don't know if he feels like the offensive line isn't good enough, if he feels like he's going to get pressure, if he feels like, you know, I don't know what it was, but I can't tell you how many times, I want to say five or six times during the game, he's he's back there and he wants to throw the ball and nobody's open. And and so and I, I, I think that was because of our coverage. And as soon as he feels nobody's open now, he is really, really uneasy. You know, the clock has gone off and he's he's saying to himself, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Where just and just look lost, look like, you know, uh, do I throw it away? Do I run with it? What do I do? Um, so I, I, if, if I was Atlanta, that would really bother me. But, but again, I, th- I think that is because of our coverage. I mean, I thought we did just an outstanding job of covering as good a receivers as there are in the NFL. I mean, we, we know that. And, um, Sanu, you know, got off. I mean, he, he had some catches, we know, but I mean, some, some of those guys are, I mean, somebody is and uh but the big play didn't get off that was the thing that i i loved we took the big play out of the game and they are a big play offense you know they want to they expect to flip the ball out there to to jones and him to go 65 with it and break every tackle and and uh, and because they've seen that they've seen it done they've seen him do that but he wasn't able to do any of that against us now you know i mean again i thought butler was just super, but not just Butler. And even Logan Ryan, who was on, you know, his ex-roommate Sanu, I, I thought he played really, I mean, it was competitive.
0: Okay, but back to...
1: Back and forth.
0: But back to the question of, was it was it the Falcons screwing up, or you playing well? Sanu has a ball in the end zone, he's got to catch for a touchdown.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, Logan was right there. I it's know, not but Sanu's like got to catch
0: that ball. Uh, yeah,
1: well, that's one of those you're it's probably 50-50.
0: Like, if I'm and a Falcons fan, he's got to catch that yeah, ball.
1: And if I'm if I'm a uh, Titans fan, I'm saying pretty good coverage by Logan. You know, I mean, he was right there. That that ball had to be just perfect, and the catch had to be just perfect because there wasn't a lot of a lot of room, not a big window. Um, Logan was was on him. Now there were a couple others, and and he's going to catch his. We know that about him. You know, but but Logan didn't let him run wild. And so that was, that was, again, I thought the cover, then once the coverage kind of got in place and once, you know, you started seeing that, then the pass rush came on. Now the pass rush is knocking the quarterback down, knocking him down, knocking him down. He's standing back there looking for somebody to get open. Nobody's getting open. Now here comes the pres- pressure, and, you know, Casey played as good as he's played. Landry got a couple of sacks, which was really, really big. I thought Wake was disruptive in, in his I think Wake's uh, awesome. short spell. Um, but but some of the real unsung hero, I thought Evans and Brown were really good, especially Brown. I mean, they were really good inside. The the one problem we have in that whole situation is going to be the tight end. And we have that versus every team. I mean, their tight end, whoever their tight end is, if we if we get ahead and we're playing a lot of zone, that guy's going to catch about 40 balls for 1,000 yards. I mean, he's just going to be productive.
0: Well, what bothered me, like the tight end didn't bother me. I, I walked in today and said he had 130 yards receiving their tight end. That didn't bother me. I mean, if I was Atlanta, I'd throw the ball to the tight end every play and make Tennessee change it. And then I would have tried to get it to Julio and all those other guys. But he wants to throw it to Julio, so he's going to look to Julio first. I don't have a problem with that. But again, I still go back to Atlanta. And I go back to the mistakes that they made. And this is just in, in in analyzing the game yesterday as to how much was you playing well and them doing stupid stuff. Example, the Corey Davis touchdown. Marcus, beautiful ball, good catch by Davis. And then, what kind of technique was that from the corner on Davis, where Davis just slung him off and and rolled right well, into the hands? The
1: zone. corner thought he was going to step out. You know, the corner thought he was just going to catch the ball, take a step or two, and be out of bounds, and and they would go from there. And Davis turned it up on him. And and at that point in time, the you know the corner was too late for the corner to do anything.
0: And then other ones. Like, you know, the Titans, first and 10 at the 50. Derrick Henry loses a yard, but no worries, holding Falcons, first down. Then the Titans are on the same drive, and you're thinking, okay, they might get into, they, or later in the game, they might get into trouble. Uh, no, same drive, second down and 10. Mariota incomplete, sets up third down and 10. Illegal use of hands, hands to the face defense, same guy. First down. You know, Atlanta, every time, Atlanta could just walk right to the Tennessee 35 on offense on every series, and then they do something stupid, or, you know, like Casey made the play to to force Ryan to fumble the ball. Like, that was a nice play by Casey. But again, is that you, or is that them? You know, they get right to your 35, and Alex Mack, an all-pro center, decides for some reason, I'm just going to body slam Kenny Vaccaro like this is the WWE. And he does it. And Matt Ryan, I thought like I've never seen a player punch his own teammate during a game. I'm sure you have seen that. I've never seen that before. I thought Matt Ryan was going to go over there and slug him in the face. He was so mad at him.
1: Well, he's, but, but he he gored him once it was down. <laughs> Stupid. I don't, I don't know what. And and Mac is an all pro center. I mean, he's a veteran guy. He went to Cal. He's smart. He's all, all the things that you wouldn't expect. So I don't know what brought that on. But but obviously something did. But it was a real mistake. And then the official left the mic on. Said, you, you, you,
0: you can't, can't do, do that. that. <laughs> so he says, you can't do that. And then they show the replay. The and I'm watching the replay. And I'm like, yep, you yeah, can't the... do that. John Hussey, <laughs> you're right. You cannot hey, do Mac that. because
1: turning to him and saying, what did I do? What
0: he looks like you can't
1: do that. <laughs> you dummy. But
0: but again, so. like I, I still don't know. Like Atlanta screwed up so much. The missing the kick right before that is like a 25-yard field goal and he hit the upright. You didn't do anything there.
1: Oh, Th- no, that makes
0: I'm... it a 14-point game going to the half. That is something that Dan Quinn, although I think this Dan Quinn is off in Looney Tunes Land anyways, but this is something Dan Quinn can sell to his team is we're only down 14. We get the ball to start the second half. We're going to go in there, score a touchdown, and all of a Be sudden... down
1: seven yeah. with half a game left.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, you know, of course they go in there and they screw it up, and the guy misses the kick. So I, I keep trying to figure out how much of this is you... And I'm not trying to downgrade the Titans' win, where I thought the Titans played good, solid football. But how much of this is at the responsibility at the feet of the Atlanta Falcons who are a total mess right now. Well, I don't
1: I mean, I'll think this. They we know they have pass rushers. And we blocked them with our offensive line. So, I would give credit to the offensive line. Um their secondary is has been beat up. I mean, they've had some safeties, so you know, the the throw and long run by Brown and and like the play of of the corner on on David, I mean, some of those things maybe Maybe that is um is part of the secondary being beat up. But the the protection and Marcus getting the ball off and Marcus getting it in their hands with room to run, I mean that was all the Titans. And and the punting. You know, and the kicking—I mean, that was that was all Titans.
0: Corey Curtis just texted me and said part of the Falcons' problem was being pinned in and having to go ninety yards every single uh, field drive. Field
1: position, field position was just outstanding. Which was one
0: of Brable's keys again, to the game yesterday. Uh, was again,
1: thanks field to position. Kern, and I mean, I can't say enough good things about him.
0: I actually tweeted out yesterday during the game. I said at some point in time, Brett Kern will no longer be the punter of the Tennessee Titans, and all the fans will do is complain about the new punter and how he is not Brett Kern whenever that moment comes. I
1: have been so spoiled over my Titan career to go from Hendrick to to Kern, and and I'm looking at these two guys, and I'm thinking, you know, people don't realize that have been here and fans who both those guys how infrequently those guys come along. You know, not every punter in the league is like that, I promise you. And it's really, uh, it really makes a difference.
0: I mean, Craig Hendrick was a weapon. I remember one time against the Texans, he punted the ball from his own end zone and it rolled all the way to like the Houston 2. Oh, yeah. like I So Hendrick and Kern, and Kern was only there because Denver cut him. Could you imagine if Denver had Kern with those Peyton Manning teams in that air and he's putting it down at the one yard line from his own 25? But nope, they had to screw it up. Kern's awesome. Let's take your phones. Question is, how much of it was the Titans? How much of it was the Falcons sucking? 615-737-1025. 615-737-1025. We are to your phones coming up next. And... Is a game like Sunday what makes it so frustrating to have Marcus as your team's quarterback? We'll get into that as well. Jared, the GM, live from the Wholesale Inc. studio, powered by RumbleOn.com. Hey, Preds fans, want to go to the game Thursday night? The Open era. That's right. You want to go to the opening game Thursday night at Bridgestone Arena? Come see us tomorrow at Cool Springs Wines and Spirits located at 1935 Mallory Lane in Cool Springs and enter to win. Jared and the GM will be broadcasting live from 2 to 6 and we'll be giving away Preds tickets to the Preds season opener against Minnesota on Thursday. So come on out and see us. Again, that is Cool Springs Wine wines and spirits located at 1935 mallory lane in cool Springs. so we hope to see a lot of people out there tomorrow 615-737-1025 jared the gm it's at 1025 the game
2: it's nice like, to have a weekend off but after a loss it, it don't sit very well and um you could see that with all of our guys when we came back out to work on monday when, we, when it was a huge fundamental day guys are flying around and um that's that's the type of culture you want to build you know as we move forward, there's going to be ups and downs, but if we can stay kind of continuing to get better and ascend, um, we'll like where we're at at the end of the year.
0: See, what Marcus just said right there is a problem I have with this football team, and that is Marcus said, you know, it's nice to have a long weekend, but it sucks after you lose on Thursday night, and the way we came out Monday, everybody was flying around, and that's the kind of culture you have. It's not the kind of culture I want. The kind of culture I want is not – we wait till we get embarrassed on national TV to go out there and practice hard. You need, to, like, the way you practiced last Monday is how you need to practice this Wednesday for Buffalo. Not, hey, we lost, and on Monday, everyone so wanted to get out there that Monday's practice was, was lively. You know, that's why this team, I think, is up and down and up and down and so on and so forth. Was a game like yesterday? This has kind of been one of my big takeaways from from the day. Was a game like yesterday? Why it is so frustrating to have Mario to be your quarterback because he threw so many nice passes yesterday, made so many smart plays, had two really dumb decisions in my in my opinion. One was the intentional grounding. You know, just be smarter about where you're throwing the ball away. Um, and if you're if you're still in the tackle box, you got to throw it at somebody's feet. You know, you don't have the choice if you're if you're outside the tackle box. You just just launch it but if you're inside the tackle box you got to get it by somebody. And then the second one that was the almost intentional grounding where I still am not convinced he didn't fumble the ball. You know, I know we we don't want Marcus to take sacks and we say Marcus you can't take that sack, but I'd rather have you take a sack than you fumble the ball away because you're trying to throw it because you so don't want to take the sack. Um so, but other than that, he was he was great. And my whole point is if th- it's frustrating that you know that Mariota can play as bad as he played at Indy, as okay or whatever as you wanted at Jacksonville, and play as good as he played yesterday. And that's why it's frustrating to have him be your quarterback.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I, I think that's true. It's true of him as a quarterback, but it's true of this team across the board. You know, the, the one part of this team that – you can never question any time, in my opinion, is the defense and what they've done. You know, this week and and this season and last season. That doesn't mean you know that they don't have a, a game now and then where it's you know they give up a lot more than they want. But generally speaking, if you play ten games, nine of those ten games that defense is going to come out and play at a certain level. They're going to give you. I mean, Dean comes in with a good plan. Dean, however he does it, gets that defense ready to play weekly, and they go out there and they perform. Very workmanlike, focused, uh, you know, detailed. I mean, they do a good job. The offense has not been like that, Mm -hmm. and that's what's frustrating. And so it's it's tough for this team. It's tough to pin this team down because you don't know what you're going to get in offense. You know, are you going to get – nine sacks you know 11 sacks and get blown out or are you going to go out there and not get sacked and and throw for you know and score 24 points you just don't know and so if we could if we could find some kind of consistency on offense then i think you you know you're going to have a chance to I mean Marcus hit it on the head. If we can if we can find consistency in the offense by the end of the season, you'll like what you see. And I think that's probably right.
0: So I want to know where are the Marcus haters today? The Cedric's, the Roberts, the you know, the people that call in every day and talk about which they hate Marcus. Where are they today?
1: Oh, I'll bet they call in.
0: Ah, we'll see. <laughs> Let's go to your phones. Robert gonna kick us off this hour on Jared and the GM. Go ahead, Robert.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: Um, hey, I, I
3: noticed that um,
0: yesterday, like the, maybe the first couple of plays of the game, that when Marcus
3: performs the boot action, that the uh, opposing team's uh, defensive end makes a beeline straight to Marcus instead of trying to crash down and, and, and on, the, on the running back. And I've noticed that over the last three games. And uh, I was, I was wanting to ask Floyd, what, what can be done to counter that? Because I think teams are on to it now, and they're not really going for the – the running back instead of making a beeline straight to Marcus and uh, having them throw, throw the ball away, and, and I was wanting to explore what, what can be done to counter that in the, in the upcoming games. Yeah, that,
2: that, that
1: was a, a great observation. That was the one that irked me. Remember, I told you there was one part of the game that really, really bothered me. It was that because we did it three times.
0: What exactly the, the truly the, bothered you? Uh-huh. What exactly was it that, that really bothered you
1: though? Well, they tried to b- boot Marcus out to his right three times to, you know, get the ball oh, to yeah, whoever. Oh, Dick Beasley was about to
0: kill him, or McKinley
1: was about to kill him. And, and the, McKinley was, was upfield like a shot, and there was no place to go, and he had to throw the ball away three times, and Arthur called it three times. He called the first time, and they defended it, and he threw it away, and I thought, okay, well, we're done with that. That was—because this is what happens— Part of the reason that the pocket was set so well is because the defensive ends were up the field like a shot because they were not going to let Marcus get out of the pocket and, and throw the ball. And they, I'm sure they were saying to themselves, after last week, after nine sacks, guess what? They're going to boot and waggle and, and roll Marcus out every snap. So you defensive ends stay upfield, upfield, upfield. Well, that if you're a tackle, you're one of the tackles. That really, really helps you now, because you all you have to do is just run with a guy upfield. Yeah, everything's and, inside, and and all the guys inside have to do is make sure that they, you know, brace up, anchor, and and protect. Now you've got a real nice pocket, which is why you got a real nice pocket. Had a real nice pocket yesterday, but. To get that pot, if you're going to have that real nice pocket, you can't boot and wow guys out of the- You can't get him to roll because that defensive end is so far upfield, you can't get outside of him. Uh, and yet we tried to do it three times. And I thought after the first time, we'd learn a lesson, and Arthur called it again twice, and and he ended up throwing the ball away again twice. Just wasted
0: plays. So I bet the second so, time he did it, you were like, oh, Arthur, come on now. The third time, third he time, did time it, I you was like, give me a nah,
1: break. I- Give me a break.
0: Like, if you're you're the coach on the headset and he calls it the third – well, you probably would have stopped him the second time when you heard on the headset that's the call.
1: I would have said, hey, you know what? These ends are so far upfield, we can't run a play like that.
0: Right, but I'm saying, like, like the next time it comes in on the headset, you know, 29, egg shoot, sling right, whatever, you hear that and you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah,
1: don't run that again. (laughs) So – Anyway, yeah, it was a good observation by the caller.
0: Floyd, for his first criticism of a Tennessee Titans coach in the history of the Jared and the GM show. Uh, I mean, it was obvious. Four years (laughs) in the making. Let's go back to the phones. Jack is up next. What's up, Jack? Hey, man.
3: I just wanted to thank you for uh, your positive comments about Marcus Follicott. I've been one of those guys that's been over there listening to another uh, uh, well-known radio station in town, just listening to all those Marcus haters and I, it's just been so frustrating to me, and hearing you talk about uh, the whole town coming down on Marcus, and, you know, yeah, I just that was like a breath of fresh air to me. Yeah, I want to thank you for that.
0: Well, he's polling currently. Thank you for the call. He's polling currently at twenty nine percent in terms of his approval rating from the last week. Uh. Seventy four, fifty two, twenty nine. What I mean, I am excited for what Wednesday's. This
1: be. week, it will, I guarantee you, it will be sixty, sixty-five, and more. Oh, I think it'll be fifty. I, mean, I think it'll go back to oh, fifty-two. Oh no, no, it'll go higher than that.
0: No way, you it gets into the sixties.
1: Oh yeah, the way he played. Oh yeah. Do you think it'll
0: that there's a lot of undecided first- voters? With is Mariota? There, no,
1: I think there are a lot of people that, however the game goes, vote that way. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, if it's a good game, then okay, I you know, love
0: him. You know he is currently the fourth highest-rated quarterback in the NFL?
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: Which is because he doesn't
1: throw interceptions. It has, yeah, his rating been outstanding. He just hasn't thrown for a ton of
0: yards. Let's go back to the phones next. 615 737 737 1025 uh, Floyd gave a game ball to the offensive line. Would not give one to Mariota. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Talking about the Marcus haters. Floyd would not give a game ball to Mariota. What did you think about Nate Davis when he was in there? We'll, we'll touch on that, and then we'll go back to your phones. 615-737-1025. Titans Monday. It's Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025, the game. What
3: showed up most about his games? Play well. Is he played well. How did he do? Run, maybe pass? Flow?
2: Uh, you know, I just very composed. I mean, we used him in a silent cadence and him controlling the, the – the, tap to Ben and you know thought he got to the second level I thought he finished I thought he got on guys even if it wasn't always the right guy sometimes it's not but uh, you know there were times where he was matched up with with Jared and stepped out there punched him I thought he recovered well I mean there were times where you know something I saw them working on last week an individual where you know they're replacing their hands on that that Monday practice some of you guys might have been down there and Sully was working on a bull rush and, you know, Teron was down. Whoever was down there, it was a couple guys were watching and they were working on a bull rush and replacing their hands and sitting down, and sure enough, it showed up on tape. So at least something that we did from that one practice showed up in the game and it helped Nate and some of those other guys with, the, with a speed to power rush.
0: Floyd, what'd you think of Nate Davis making his NFL debut? I you probably didn't even know what number Nate Davis wore or what he looked like or anything like that until you saw him out there yesterday.
1: Yeah, I mean I didn't I really didn't notice him out there until uh you know, I heard him talking about the amount of, of time he played, so it sounds like he played a lot. Somebody said played sixty percent, over sixty percent. So um, that was that was good, and I didn't, you know. If if you don't hear anything about the offensive lineman, then they probably did okay, <laughs> you know, because they they're going to get beat on the sack, or they're going to get a holding penalty, or they're going to jump off sides, or they're going to do something. So uh, I don't know if he was part of, you know, how well the the offensive line played, but but if in fact he was part of it, then I'm all for it. So I I don't know but to ask specifically how he played I mean I didn't I didn't really watch him I got to go back and you know get to 22 and spend time looking at
0: it. What do you think about Vrabel working him into the game? You know like where one series it was Douglas and the next series was Davis and then they went back to Douglas and then David like it just seems very odd.
1: Yeah, I don't think they'll they'll do that for long. You know, they're just trying to get him snaps. I mean they they have no idea what they have. We have no idea what they have. So um you know if you're if you're in a position where you can get a guy out there and he can take a snap or two and and not cost you you know cost something critical happening then great, you know that's that's fine. So I imagine they'll do a little bit of that just to get some kind cuz they you know they got to get tape on them, they got to analyze, they got to go back through it and and they'll decide on somebody and, and go with it.
0: Back to your phones on Titans Monday. David is up next on Marcus Mariota. Go ahead, David.
3: Hi, how you guys doing? Um, my question is on how you were talking about all the Mariota haters, Mario haters. My question is this. I had a talk with some friends, and they said they wouldn't care if Mariota won them a Super Bowl this year, that regardless of what he's shown these last inconsistent few games, he just isn't the quarterback that you would want for another five or six years. And my thing, I would ask you, would you want it? Would you want us to be just like San Diego and have Phillip Rivers for eight or nine years and never get nowhere near the promised land? And uh, I'll sit back and listen.
0: Well, nobody wants that. Thank you for the call. Nobody wants that. And also, to, the, to your friends that say that if Mariota won us a Super Bowl this year, I'd still want to move on, they're lying. Like, I, let's see what happens when they win the Super Bowl, and then you tell me you want to move on from the quarterback. Yeah,
1: but this this is the decision, to answer the caller, this is a decision every franchise have to, has to make. And it's the toughest decision ever because when you weigh the options, okay, the decision is if you get Andy Dalton and you get to the playoffs five or six straight times, is that good enough, you know? hoping that some point in time, you know, one of the five or six times, we're going to make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Or, you know, you say, no, that is not good enough. I have to go out and I have to find a quarterback that's going to win us the Super Bowl. And we say this all the time. You know, you look throughout the league now. Look at the active players out there and what players have won a Super Bowl. And there's, you know, three or four of them. And so you say to yourself, Okay, are you gonna go through the process of drafting, you know, a quarterback every four years for the next twenty years
0: until you get to
1: find yeah, trying to find the one guy that's gonna get you to a Super Bowl. And I mean there's a lot of frustrations for that twenty years. But that's that's the question every franchise has to answer for themselves.
0: Well, I just don't think you can look at this and say, would you want to be like Rivers and win all those games and never make a Super Bowl? I mean, that was never San Diego's intention with Rivers, was to not make the
1: Super Bowl. I mean, what you want to do is you want to put yourself in position where you can make it to a Super Bowl now and then. And, And they should have done that. You know, Rivers should have done that for them. And I'm not blaming just him. You know, the team is has never really, they've never been able to put that whole team together.
0: Well, Ryan Clark threw a fit on ESPN a couple of weeks ago uh, when they talked about, you know, was it, and remember, he played on the Steelers, and they were talking about, you know, did did Tomlin screw up because he had Ben, Bell, and Brown all together and never got to a Super Bowl with the three of those guys. And Ryan Clark's sitting there saying, it's not like the Steelers weren't good enough to get there. They had to beat Tom Brady. Exactly. And so, you know, the thing about Marcus is, let's say let's say that the Titans decide Marcus is the guy, and Marcus gets better, and I don't want to say has a career path like McNair's, but McNair became a league MVP. No one five years into McNair's career ever thought he was going to be a league MVP. Uh, but Marcus gets better, well, eventually Tom Brady's going to leave. And you're going to have Marcus at 27 years old, and Tom Brady's going to be out of the NFL. And that will change the dynamics of the AFC. You know, when Marino got to a Super Bowl and Fouts got to a Super Bowl and Elway got to Super Bowls. And so all these quarterbacks who were really good in the AFC all got to Super Bowls because they didn't have to go through Tom Brady to get to the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning only has two Super Bowls because of Tom Brady. Exactly. That's so, every
1: Tom went through and won them all. And all of the really good quarterbacks through the, you know in the AFC during that time are all you know, feel shorted uh, because of Tom. And Tom's gotten all of his. And, and whoever, if Marcus is the next guy, you know, you can easily see people lining up and saying, okay, you know, how are you going to beat Mahomes? Oh, yeah. How are you going to, yeah. I mean, there's, there's somebody that comes along that gets in, and Mahomes, as good as he is, and all the games they're going to win, he may never get there. He may not be the guy that can get there. A la, you know, um, rivers right now. Yeah, rivers or or Miami with Mer, uh, Marino or whoever whoever it may be. You well, know, it's like
0: Troy Aikman said. Somebody tweeted out. Did you know that Troy Aikman that uh, Patrick Mahomes has fifty percent of Troy Aikman's touchdowns and eight percent of the amount of games? And Troy Aikman quote tweeted that and said. Uh, did you know, uh, call, tell him to call me when he's got 33% of my Super Bowls. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. There Travis up next on Mariota. What's up, Travis? Hey,
3: what's going on, fellas? Hey. <laughs> well, Jared, this ain't what I call for, but pump the brakes a little bit. I'm going to get to the Marcus point, but the AJ Brown thing.
0: Oh, I love AJ um, Brown. He look, love, he um, looks. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I love him. I do. I love him.
3: Okay. Okay. But you didn't love him last Thursday when uh, Ramsey had him covered like gravy on a poke chop. We didn't hear his
0: name. (laughs) I wasn't mad at him. (laughs) You know, I mean, he's going
3: to be a good receiver. But what I called about the Marcus thing, man, uh, you know, for five years, you got this this guy, he's okay. You know, you get the fans excited. And then the next week, they ready to kick him out of of Tennessee. Here's what's going to happen Sunday. The Buffalo Bills... Will exploit his weakness like they did last year. He won't know if he's in Tennessee or back in Honolulu. He'll he'll be all screwed up. And any team that know his weakness, like the Jaguars, the Colts, the Bills, Houston, he don't perform well against them. And they will exploit him. And we'll be ready. Phone calls next week. They'll be saying, "Oh, here we go again. Let let let's get Tennessee in the game. That's how it's gonna be with this guy. Five years. That's all I gotta say." Jameis Winston looked good yesterday. Same quarterback. You don't know. Up and down, up and down. That's all I got, guys. Good job by you, Floyd, but not giving a game ball.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Travis. I'll say Thanks, this. Travis. As far as the Buffalo game is <laughs> concerned, we'll get into Buffalo more later in the week. I'm not taking anything for granted in the Buffalo Bills game. You may go out there and play like crap. I have seen the Titans get you excited for a good week of football where all three phases play well, and the next week you're sitting out there saying, "What? The, what kind of team is this? What team am I looking at? And the same with the quarterback. So he may be right. I mean, he may not be. You know, they beat Dallas just like this last year, and we thought, all right, well, they beat Dallas, but, you know, they can't win two in a row like that, and they got New England this week, so they'll probably go out there and look like, you know, donkey, you know what, after the the Cowboy game. And they went out there, and they kicked New England's butt. So I have no I, – I have no – I can – I don't know – I'm trying to think the right way to say this. I don't want to say I have no expectation because I do have expectations for the Titans.
1: You don't I, know what to expect. I though. have
0: no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. And that, that they could be playing Buffalo this week. They could be playing Buffalo State College. I, you know, I, I have no idea.
1: That's that's and, and then that's the difference between the the eight and eight teams and the t- double digit win teams.
0: I told you right after the Colt game. I said that's why you're nine and seven every year because. A game that is so winnable. If you just play semi-decent, you win the Colts game. And they can't do it. They could not do that. They could not win that game against Indy. Games where you get your butt beat, bad matchups, injuries, those will happen. But if they had beaten the Colts, they're 3-1 with Buffalo and Denver upcoming. And Denver is a mess. And yet, they couldn't do it because Mariota. If Mariota plays the way he played yesterday, if he plays that way against Indianapolis, she's 3-1. And, and that's... Well, i have no idea what i what i'll expect from the titans back to your phone 615-737-1025 and an almost perfect day for the titans except denver had to screw it up against jacksonville we'll kind of touch on those three games and then we're we'll right back to your phones next it's jared and the gm on titans monday it's ESPN 1025 the game
3: Cook gets it down lambo kicks it up and the field goal is good it is good the field goal is good, and Jacksonville has beaten the Denver Broncos,
0: 26 to 24, at Mile High Stadium. This one belongs to Duval. Someone needs to teach the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars radio network the difference between the mic and the line inputs, uh, so that you don't have this complete overmodulation of the Duval. Uh, who is who is that? Frank Frangie. I don't know him, but I, mean, I see him at Media days all the time. So that's the county that Jacksonville is in. So Jacksonville fans are always like, this one goes out to Duval. And they think that they're all cool and all that. But the Denver Broncos totally pissed away that game yesterday. It was almost a perfect day. Titans take care of business. I flip over to the Colts game, and as soon as I turn to the Colts, I'm like, okay, don't get your hopes up because they're playing Oakland. So, like, Oakland got out to the 14-0 lead, and I was like, all right, Jared, don't get your hopes up. It's Oakland. And then Oakland's winning late, and I'm like, all right, Jared, don't get your hopes up because it's Oakland. And then Jacoby Brissett throws a pick six, and I'm like, Oakland's going to win, baby! (laughs) (laughs) So Oakland takes care of Indianapolis, which is – I that mean, was big. If you're Frank Reich, you gotta be sick to your stomach that you lost that game. Yeah. Then I flip over after that pick six, I flip over to the end of Houston, Carolina, and Carolina kicks a field goal, and they leave, you know, Watson into Hail Maryland, and Watson throws for 160 yards. When Watson's on national TV, he throws for 335 and four touchdowns and is the greatest player. Then when he plays a noon Fox game, he throws for like 125 yards and no touchdowns. And Houston loses to Carolina with a backup quarterback. I think Carolina's god awful. So here we are, two and two. But what do we make of this? You know, I think Denver is a mess and should have won that game yesterday against Jacksonville. But Minshew might, I I mean, uh, Minshew might be making a play for the starting quarterback job in Jacksonville right now. You got Indy, who I thought may be the best of the bunch, and they lay an egg to Oakland. And then Houston loses to Kyle Allen. So, Floyd, what did you make of the AFC South yesterday?
1: Yeah, I mean, right now, I think Jacksonville is maybe the scariest team out there. Wow. Because you don't, I mean, Fournette rushed for 225 yesterday.
0: Although Denver is just a mess.
1: I don't care. 220, you don't run for 225 in practice, you know. So, I mean, he he was for real. And if he turns into that beast, if he turns into one of those kind of guys— with that defense doing right, then then the quarterback doesn't have to do a great deal. You know, a quarterback can go out and go 14 for 18 for 180 yards and a TD or two, and you're going to win every game. So, I mean, you know, Jacksonville, if they start believing um, after what they did to us and then, you know, turn around and win a game like they won it in Denver, you know, not that they beat a great team, but but the way they won it was a big deal and so you know all of a sudden i mean right now they are really really excited i mean we need jalen to
0: ruin that have, team have more. another
1: press conference <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do something to to see if they can get get them focused away from football because and, uh because they're scary
0: and in all fairness to how much of a mess denver is uh they're probably i mean everybody else is probably saying that about atlanta you know, they're looking at you beating up on Atlanta and they're saying, you know what, Quinn's getting fired. No, last week they, they were saying Atlanta. about us.
1: So, I mean, it's <laughs> it depends on who you are and who you're playing and how you played and all that
0: stuff. Let's go to your phone. Oh, by the way, though, Indy losing to Oakland at home?
1: Yeah, I mean, Indy, <sighs> see, those teams prove they're very much like we are. You know, they just, they're all over the charts. And you, there's there's nothing you can count on. It doesn't matter if you're Houston, if you're if you're Indy or if you're us, but again, I think when teams are, you know, the eight and eight, nine, seven type teams, that's why you are there. That's why you don't go out and win 13 games.
0: Let's go back to your phones as promised. Forrest has been waiting patiently and is up next on Jared and the GM Titans Monday. Go ahead, Forrest. How you
2: doing
3: guys? Good. I got to preface by saying I am a lifelong Bronco fan And I have to agree with you 100% about they are just a total debacle of a team. I mean, Uncle Rico and Pedro took it to us yesterday. My son (laughs) said it best when he said that Denver plays defense like the other team has leprosy. With that being said, for all you Mariota haters out there, I propose hypothetically a trade. We will give you Joe Flacco who couldn't pass gas if he ate a five-course meal Taco Bell for Mariota. I'd be more than happy right now to have Mariota or Flacco. Thanks, guys.
0: I have two takes to that. Thank you for your call. Number one, Flacco sucks. Number two, Flacco won them the game yesterday. I mean, you get the lead with a minute left. You got to expect your defense to do something. And Jacksonville was down in field goal kicking territory before the game was even under a minute. I mean, I look at them go out of bounds, and I'm like, is that the 20? What in the world? And so, to me, you you can get on Flacco, and Flacco does stink. But let's – I mean, defense got to bow up there and, and stop Jackson. Especially
1: though. that defense. You know, that defense has got some players. I mean, Von Miller – or yeah, Von Miller got his first sack, their first sack, as a team, yesterday. And they have a defensive coach. And I mean, he's he's, you know, he's good for a sack or two a game.
0: Well, this is not 2016. Anymore gone, either. yeah, gone. Anthony is up next. What's up, Anthony?
3: Yeah, um, when it comes to Mariota, I'm just amazed that you probably everybody talks about him being inconsistent, and Floyd has basically explained, especially you, Jared. You say you don't realize why he's so inconsistent. It's whenever the line plays good, whenever the receivers are where they're supposed to be and playing well, that's, I mean, that's when Marcus plays good. It's easy to, I mean, everybody wants to blame the quarterback, but Marcus is not the problem. I mean, he's, and he's not inconsistent. He was talking Friday about whenever he was playing, um, against Brady and Breeze and all of them. It's because those teams don't have a pass rush up the middle that it gets in Marcus's face that throws the timing and everything off.
0: So I wanna I wanna hit on what you brought up. Thank you for the call. Uh, what I want to hit on is is again something that I think of, which I, I probably need to be honest with myself when it comes to Mariota um, playing well, because I believe when Mario when the fans get really mad about Mariota, like the Jacksonville game. Like I think Mariota was way worse in the Indianapolis game than he was the Jacksonville game. But the fans were way more vicious during and after the Jacksonville game than they were the Indianapolis game. And it was because of how bad they got beat. And my whole thing is, like the Jacksonville game, and my thing, Mariota is not a cause. He's He's a symptom. He's not a cause. Like, he looks awful, but he looks awful because of. And I think this game's probably similar to that, where Mariota's success in those passes, he was putting on people's hands, you know, for touchdowns, that That is a symptom, not a cause. Mariota had time. Mariota's receivers did what they were supposed to do. I mean, he had a 55-yard touchdown to A.J. Brown, which was a 10-yard slant, A.J. Brown took it to the house. That's A.J. Brown. So I do think that I need to be honest and say when they lose, he's a symptom, not a cause. So probably when he plays well and they win, he's a symptom and not a cause.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's – he. Uh, you know, if there's one thing – to date that you could probably say about Marcus is Marcus is going to play with what he's got. Marcus is not going to step on the field and lift the whole team up. Mm -hmm. And I think you saw the same of Matt Ryan yesterday. And, and, you know, you through the years, you wonder how can they with that trio of receivers and that quarterback and that running back, how can they just not go into a lot of games and just outscore people, outscore people to win 11, 12 games every year? And I think we saw that a little bit from Ryan yesterday. I mean, with he when he was sitting back there and we had coverage on those guys and no rush, no rush, because there were times, especially early in the game, we had zero rush. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't. he couldn't find somebody open. He couldn't. He couldn't manufacture a completion, and, and if that's Brady or if that's any of the elite quarterbacks, they'll find a way to get the ball to somebody, somebody that's open, and he couldn't do that, and that was, when I saw that, I thought, wow, he is really frustrated. He is really struggling here. Well, we kept up that same coverage, which was so, that was the part that was, so surprising to me Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we started getting the rush well once we started getting the rush then you know game's over we were in good shape
0: back to your phones on mariota 615-737-1025 did not get a game ball from floyd what do we make though of something that i find to be pretty impressive regarding mariota we'll get to that coming up next it's jared and the gm on espn 1025 the game